Hello, hello, it's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Pixies and the host of the Sparkle and Thrive podcast. And I'm really excited now to bring on a second guest uh, that we are interviewing today who's had a major transformation through the Social Media Mastery program that we offer at Tech Pixies. Um, so Carrie, you are in the house. Hello. Hello, I am so excited about this interview. Um, it was wonderful uh, on the last podcast we interviewed Julia um, Heffer, who's done this amazing work in branding. And I think it's really important to bring a different story uh, to the podcast. One of a math tutor who was uh, living with her parents and was on uh, government benefits and has completely transformed in a very short period of time. So uh, let's start by just telling, you know, tell me about yourself and and tell me about where you were when you found Tech Pixies. Okay, so um, I've been teaching on and off in different settings for about 10 years um, in the heritage sector and then in the classroom. And then COVID happened and I was on supply. So supply teaching was no longer needed. The last thing they wanted was strange people in and out of different schools all the time. So I found myself in a bit of a, a quandary, didn't know what I was going to do. I was lucky I was furloughed, so it wasn't an emergency straight away. In May, our furlough ended and we were like, yeah, schools aren't going to take us back. So we started, started to worry about what I was going to do next. Um, I tutored a couple of children just as a, a favour for friends, things like that. I said, actually, I quite enjoy this, so maybe I could could carry on with this, but I had no idea what to do. So in the September last year, I made the decision to tutor full-time because supply teaching just wasn't going to be practical anymore with one student. Um, I was pottering around on Facebook trying to work out what I was going to do and how I was going to manage the situation, and I saw the Tech Pixies advert. And I was like, oh, lunchtime, that sounds nice. I can have a cup of tea and, you know, do my thing and see what happens. And the next thing I knew, I was like, I really like this. This is great. I loved the mindset stuff. I really needed the mindset stuff. I was in a point of my life where I had no confidence. Um, everything had just fallen apart. And I was like, I really enjoy this. And then we got to the end and the whole course announcement was made for the big course and I was like this sounds so amazing but there's no way I can afford it no way at all so I got a bit emotional and I was like oh well maybe next time and there was the scholarship and my partner said to me so we'll do it you know the worst that happens is you don't hear anything so I did and I was so so lucky and I will be forever grateful for that scholarship because that changed my life completely changed my life now a year later I am fully booked um, I'm turning students away at the moment. I've got a waiting list. Um, the the holidays have become boosters for students I've never met. It's just blown up and it's crazy. Well, I remember when I shared your story last night. Uh, well, I shared your story in the social media crash course whenever people watch it. But I shared the your story in the crash course and uh, I put up your vision board. The you know we we last night the very first thing I taught. Um, was, you know, create a vision board and use Canva to do it. So if you go to techpixies.com forward slash Canva, you can grab a free uh, training on how to create a vision board. And you did exactly that. So you created this vision board with five students. By the end of 2020, you wanted five students. And I remember jumping on a coaching call with you at Christmas time, right before Christmas time. And you're like, Joy, I have a problem. <laughs> it's like, 
what's the problem? You're like, I'm fully booked. <laughs> I've got 21 students and I just snuck that one in. And it was such a great problem to have. I mean, this is not a problem that, uh, that most people envisage having within a few months of creating a vision board, but it happened for you. And, uh, you know, like I said, a huge part of that was the mindset shift. And it's interesting you talk about the wait list for people to work with you. We have a huge wait list for our scholarships now. Um, we have we we have very limited scholarships uh, and we're working to create more. But, you know, they are hard to get. And, you know, you obviously very much deserved one. And we don't have any at the moment. This is being filled in October of 2021 because we've we've already run out of all of the scholarships for 2021. But we will have them again in 2022. And they are important because they really do change people's lives. Um, so I, I'm really glad you talked about that. I, I think there's so many questions I want to ask you, but let's let's go back to, um, so you, in December, you had 21 students and you had this problem, like you had you had no more space for, for students. So what did you decide to do? So, well, I debated it for ages and with a bit of helpful encouragement from you, I put my prices up. Um, I love it. And I'm still fully booked. So it turns out you were right, Joy. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. And I love that I was right even more. No, I'm teasing. Um, this is so interesting because Julia spoke as well about raising her prices. And, uh, and, and I think this is, I mean, this is a huge mindset block for women. So talk to me about how you overcame your fear of raising your prices. So I did it step by step. So I had my target price that I wanted and then step by step, I started to raise the price just a little bit here and a little bit there. And then I found once I hit the 30 pounds an hour mark that people who were contacting me were far more serious about what they wanted. They were far more focused on what they wanted as an outcome for their children. And they were less likely to try and barter with me. So I don't know um, if it happens in other industries, but in tutoring, you set a price and then the parents think that they can negotiate that price down um, or up like as much as they want to down. And you'll just accept that because you're so grateful for their work. And some Do you think that you would have accepted it before Tech Pixies? You would have accepted a barter? Without doubt, because I'd have just been like, there's a student, I just need the student. Um, but Tech Pixies, if Tech Pixies taught me anything, is to value my worth. There's years of experience going into that. It's not just that hour or 45 minutes or hour and a half that I'm with their child. It's the planning, it's the preparation, it's all of the years of education that I've been through myself, all the CPD that I do. Um, everything comes into that. So they're buying an hour with me rather than buying an hour of teaching. And since I've change that mindset I'm far happier to talk pricing than I used to be I used to be really really uncomfortable about pricing but oh now I've like I've got my worth I know where I am ah oh, that is so cool now tell me you know you set that like ideal price have you surpassed that now not yet um but that will be next April why next April because April is where I change for the financial year and everything like everybody does. And I've done it in increments every so many months. So my existing customers are used to that. And for new customers, April is a good point where we tend to see year 10 students coming in ready for their exams in year 11. And year nine students have just had their mocks and their reports. So they're looking for tuition. So for new students, it's a good point that okay. they'll be naturally coming in. 
I love it. I love it. And I love that you're raising your prices again. That's so cool. Okay. So now let me ask you uh, this in terms of, you know, how it's changed your life from a financial independence standpoint, what, what has transpired for you? Uh, Cause like I said, in the beginning at one point, so you put in the Facebook group at one point, you're like, I moved out and I, I freaked out. I like direct message. I'm like, what you moved out like and i was thinking like you moved out of your marriage and all that other stuff and i was which does happen i mean let's be honest it does happen at tech fixies people shift mindset and then suddenly they're they realize they're married to someone that doesn't want to go on that journey with them and it doesn't work out for them that does happen it's it, it it's and and that's part of transformation right you 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 don't always keep the same people in your life once you've made that transformation but for you <laughs> You didn't actually leave your husband. Uh, you have moved with your husband out of your parents' house. So talk to me about what that made possible for you. Yeah, it was amazing. So we'd been talking and talking for months about how we wanted to to live somewhere different. We wanted to be more independent, um, financially independent. But we only had one wage, um, regular wage coming in. So we couldn't do that. Um, and then back in the summer, I was so pleased. I'd taken my first um like paycheck out of the business and it was substantial enough that I could move out so we're renting a house at the moment we're saving a deposit we're halfway to where we want to be with our deposit to be able to buy a house um we've welcomed a crazy puppy into our lives <laughs> which I don't know why I thought that was a good idea but I, I adore him but he's crazy and life has just completely transformed for us so we're not reliant on anybody else. Um, it is just us, our wages. Um, the business doesn't pay for extras or anything like that. It's not pocket money. It is an actual full wage now, which is the same wage I was taking out of teaching. Wow. And you know, I know when you raise your prices, you're now going to be earning more than you were yeah. before. Um, that is so cool. Steph is watching live and she says, what a story. So inspirational. I know I have wanted to do this story for so long. Uh, and Abby's watching as well. And she says, pixie power. And it's so cool. So true. So, so true. Nicholas says, I'm so happy for you. So inspirational. Crying some happy tears. I oh, Nicola. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that, Nicola. Um, so here's the other part. And I just, we have to sneak this in. Where in the country are you based in the UK? I'm in South Wales. South Wales. So really doing tutoring face-to-face -face was going to be a challenge for you anyway, based on your location. What has learning how to, you know, um, you know how, what is going online allowed for you? Who are you working with and where are they? So I'm working with children all over the UK. Most of my children are based in London, Kent, Surrey, Sussex. Um, I do have one child at the moment that's in Morocco. International, Carrie, you're international. 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 We've done it. We've done it, Joy. We're international. That is so cool. All right. That's awesome. I wasn't expecting that. Um, so, and then one of the things we talked about on the social media crash course is how you uh, leverage social media to get people onto your mailing list. And I told the story of how you created uh, what's called a lead magnet, but you created a guide for parents who have children with mass anxiety and you put that on Facebook. And at, when I checked it uh, a while ago, it had had 289 shares. I mean, I'm sure it's had way more than that now. 
But talk to me about that process. Talk to me about which social media networks are working for you and also uh, how that guide has has worked for you in generating uh, students to work with. So the guide was crazy. Um, we'd done a, a session with Teresa on mindset and it was a just do it, messy action, just get it done. And I've been putting off this lead magnet for like months. So I was like, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do my basic guide of what I do with my initial students and tips and tricks I give them straight away that can make a difference. And I'll put it, I'll do it in Canva and everything will be fine. So I did it. I did a linkable PDF document, which linked to all my social media, which I was really proud of because I was like, there's no way I'm tech savvy enough to do that. It turns out I am. So I put it all out there and then I was like, oh God, now I've got to deal with MailChimp because I needed a landing page. How am I going to do this? So I watched the MailChimp bonus and I did all the MailChimp stuff and I was like, actually, this is, this is all right. So I've done that. And I only put it on Facebook. I didn't put it anywhere else. And it went crazy. Like overnight, it just went crazy. I posted it and within like 20 minutes, it had like 14 shares. And I was like, that's good. I'm happy with that. And then I think I think it was you that messaged me and you were like, it's got up to like 100 shares. And I was like, don't be daft because I looked at it again. And I looked at it, I was like, oh my God, that's insane. So it's created me a mailing list of 180 people um, at the moment. And I email them all weekly with a tip or a hint or something that's going on, something that can make maths more accessible um, for children who are a bit worried about it or anxious or got dyscalculia or something like that. Um, this week's is a recipe, one of my famous recipes coming back, Joe. I know. Well, let me, we got to preface this. So at Chris, I'm on your mailing list because I just love your stuff. And at Christmas, you sent out um, a gingerbread recipe, which I did with my kids and we made our gingerbread houses and stuff. But that's talk about how recipes and cooking really helps children with mass anxiety. So the biggest problem with mass anxiety is the fear of the number. So they see numbers and straight away they shut down. It's a fluency exercise and they have to get more right or it's going to be a disaster. If you use cooking, they're using weights and measures. They're using addition and subtraction skills to make sure the measurements are right. Using their fraction skills to be able to portion everything out. Using time skills to be able to um, time the cooking. Waiting for the cooling time. And then they're using art and creative skills to be able to decorate wherever they make so it makes it takes it away from maths activity. So it's kind of like when you sneak vegetables into a blended sauce. It's kind of like that, but in maths talk. So I love that. sneak the maths in there the without realizing. And then you've always got a positive point of reference for them that they manage to achieve that bit of maths without realizing it's even maths. Well, so you don't just send out recipes, and I'd love to know it. Well, I'll just have to check my email to see what recipes sent out. But you also do polls in a private Facebook group, and then you send the link to the polls in your emails so that people uh, will go on and reply to those polls. That is incredibly powerful because you're getting you're getting people from your email back into your social engaging. How has that been working for you? It's been really, really slow. Um, I think the nature of maths anxiety, um, parents with maths anxious children, are worried about talking about their, their child, not because they're embarrassed or anything like that, but they don't want their child to feel that or to feel any different. 
So people will open up with me. I get lots and lots of email responses back to the emails I send with wonderful stories and really, really tricky questions, difficult situations, but they're not as inclined to share in the group situation yet. And I think that's because they need to trust each other um, and know that it is a closed and safe community. So I don't allow any marketing in there. I don't allow any other teachers, tutors, or support like that in there because a mixed message can cause conflict and confusion for people. Um, it's just trying to build that safe space for But I love that you're building the safe space. And I also love the side effect of that. So even if they're not quite ready to respond to the polls, you're getting them back into the group and you're also getting this private conversation going on between you and them. And that's the most important thing, right? That private conversation that you're connecting with them on a level and that you're building up that no like and trust factor. So I really love that. And I also love the idea of leveraging a Facebook group um, for a situation like this, where the conversation is a little bit more private and it's a little bit more sensitive. Um, and Tony's watching now and she says she loves the idea of polls. She likes the idea of polls, which I think is great. Um, Julia loves your top tip about recipes. So tell us, what is the recipe that you've got this week that's gone out? So this week, we've got two recipes coming up. So this week we have um, Halloween cupcakes because everybody oh. needs a Halloween cupcake, right? Yes. And next week we have spider pizzas for Halloween. Spider pizzas. Oh, my word. So how can people get onto your mailing list so they can get these amazing recipes? Where so you can join the mailing list on my website, which is engageeducation.org. And on the bottom of every page, there is a link to the mailing list. Um, you can also find my blog on there. So if you know someone who's maths anxious or you're a bit maths anxious yourself, you can have a look on there for lots of hints and tips, um, games to play, things to do with your children, um that can boost their confidence that is so good well lucy's here she says this is amazing i love everything uh i love that everything is so relatable do you need to be good at maths to be a good cook <laughs> no <laughs> good that means no. there's hope for us all there's hope there's hope and zoe's watching live and she says wow carrie there's nothing stopping you simply inspirational journey and I, I mean, oh, I can't wait to interview Zoe as well. She's built up a huge um, teaching community on Facebook in a face, private Facebook group. And she's inspiring them uh, to thrive after teaching, you know, to move beyond teaching, which is so cool. Um, Christina's here and she says, your business sounds fantastic. I wish I had access to someone like you when I was a child. I'm going to subscribe to your mailing list now. That is so Aww, cool. Thank you, Christina. Well, I, first of all, I want to say thanks to all the tech fixies who've shown up this morning. There's a great conversation in the chat going on. Um, okay, so I guess let's just go through how you would describe yourself before tech pixies and how you would describe yourself now. Before tech pixies, I was full of self-doubt. Um, I thought I was going to be forever trapped in the classroom. And I don't mean that in a sense of with the children, because teaching is the best bit of the job. The problem is we do very little teaching in the classroom now. There's so much that goes on besides that. My work-life balance was non-existent. My family didn't know who I was. I would regularly work over 60 hours in a week to try and get everything done. I was lucky if I took an afternoon off on a Saturday. Um, now, I'm in financially, I'm in the same boat and it's improving all of the time. 
Um, I'm happier. I'm far more confident than I've ever been. Um, I have my weekends off. So my laptop is closed at six o'clock on a Friday and I do not deal with work again until nine o'clock on a Monday morning. I've never done that until now. And I don't feel any guilt anymore. I used to. I used to feel terrible guilt for it. I've taken my work emails off my phone. So if they have an email over the weekend, I don't know about it. I've also set up a business phone. So if they ring me, text me, leave me messages, whatever, I don't know about it. It's not, it's family time. It's not, it's not work time anymore. And without Tech Pixies, I wouldn't have done any of this at all. Oh my gosh, I love so that. I need to take a lesson out of your book. <laughs> can you can you do a lead magnet for that, please? Um, okay, so now what does the future look like for you? Um, so I'm now offering group lessons. Um, this this slow building at the moment, um, focusing mainly on the 11 plus. And again, for children that aren't that confident because it's really overpowering and overwhelming for children if you've always got that one kid in the class that's sticking their hand up. Like, that's it's hard to overcome that. Um, and online, there's so many different ways they can share their answers. They don't need to do that. So confidence builds quite quickly. Um, so I've set up a Kent test mailing list as well, which has got a lead magnet for the ultimate guide to the Kent test. And I am also, at the moment, doing a branded business book course with Claire Clark, which is fantastic. So I can make my journal. So all of my maths anxious children will now have their own paper copy of a maths journal to see their journey and how they go. And there's also one in the pipeline for my group lessons as well. And I can make notebooks. So one more do you need? I can make a notebook with a little squared paper in and everyone can do their maths. It's gonna be great. That is so cool. I just, oh my gosh, I just love that. What would you say to someone who's on the fence? Because I know a lot of people are looking at social media mastery and they're like, whoa, that's a big investment. And one of the things I tell people is it's not an investment in the program. It's an investment in you. Like you've got to do the work, right? I mean, you we just provide the environment and the training to get you going. Um, so what would you say to someone that's on the fence? Do it. Just do it. If you're in a position where it's even remotely possible, just do it. I have not looked back. The support in the community is out of this world. I've never experienced it anywhere else. The mindset stuff will change your life without a doubt. There is there's no way that it won't. And then when you add in the social media skills to go with that, like I only really leverage Facebook at the moment. I don't really use the other channels probably as much as I should be. But Facebook seems to be where my people are. So that's where I'm going to hang out on my email list. But there's no way I thought I'd ever have an email list. And now I've got two. Well, now, you know, my next question is going to be when you're going to start putting a little paid advertising behind these lead magnets. I did for the Kent test. Um, I did some paid advertising on Facebook for my Kent test ultimate guide. Um, and I earned my money back with one with a one to one client in a week. Oh my god, <laughs> Carrie! I mean, like, I'm gonna interview you in like ten years, and you're gonna be like, like famous, the most famous math tutor in the world. Um, not that you're not already. You know, it's so funny. It's like, well, the story of Thomas Edison. 
you know, he, he, the light bulb, the ability to create the light bulb existed. He just had to work out, you know, how to do it. And uh, I just see such an incredible future for you. And that's what's so much fun for me, um, especially since, you know, I think the Tech Pixies world had a huge impact on your life. Um, if anyone's watching live right now and wants to ask a question, this would be a great time. Uh, Chris says, go, Carrie, go. Uh, Stephanie says, very inspirational. I'm going to let my friends know who are working in schools. Abby thinks world domination next. Well, she's already going there. She's already got international students. Uh, and then Nicola wants to know when you're going to start employing other tutors. <laughs> I've thought about it. I have thought about it. Um, but they would have to be so on my brand um, to be able to do that. Like A lot of the feedback that I get is the children respond to me and the methods that I'm using and the way that I manage the situation. So I would have to be 100% that the other tutor was completely on board with exactly the same ethos before I'd even consider it. Um, so I think that sounds like a really good maths anxiety certification program. <laughs> it does. Just throwing that out there. All right, Abby <laughs> I did say that to you in Christmas last year. So when you do it and it works, uh, you can come back to me. All right. So Abby says, any tips for learning times tables for an eight-year-old? That's a great question. That is a great question. Persistence. Um, times tables are boring. Make them as with as many games as you can. Um, there's a website I use with all of my students called timestable.co.uk. It's free to set up um, a login detail for it. And they can win, they can get diplomas, they get certificates, they get trophies, ribbons, medals, all the things that kids love. There's games on there as well. And if your child is looking at doing the multiplication checker test, which only happens in England, it doesn't happen in Wales, um, there's like a mock version of that so they can get used to it because they only have six seconds to answer a question. But generally with times tables, if you can learn your twos, your fives and your tens, from there, you can get to any of the others. It's just addition and subtraction. So it's just persistence. And don't put any pressure on it. It'll happen when it happens. So one thing my husband does with our kids, which is super fun, and he did it with they were, when they were that age and still does it now as we're helping our son with stuff, is he gets them to do the times tables as they're going up the stairs to bed. So each stair, it was two, four, six, eight, ten, all the way up to the top. We're now onto the sixes and the sevens and the eights, which are tr pretty tricky. So I love that. Um, I, uh, this is so good. Uh, and Abby says, thanks. She has to do all up to 12 times by the end of the year. Absolutely. So I think definitely go check out the website that Carrie recommended. And if you got stairs in your house, maybe try that trick too. And I love how you said start with two, five, and 10, because that is so true. If they get confidence with that and they think it's you know easy, then going to three, six, and 11 is a lot easier as well. So that's a great, great tip. Ah, it's been so awesome hanging out with you. I just, you know, you light up my world and I, well, all the tech pixies do, to be honest. I just, I, I was saying on uh, Julia's podcast as well that, you know, on the Friday post, when people post their wins for the week, it's like, it's just the coolest thing to read, you know, because there's a win. You can find a win in every situation, in every um in every week you just have to look for it and what most people are doing is they're looking for what's not working they're not looking for what's working and it's by looking regularly at what's working and finding gratitude in that that you 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 know a grateful person expects great things and i just love 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 that 
Um, so do you have any final words of wisdom for those who are watching or listening? Just if, if you have a dream, just go for it. Because I always used to listen to things like this and be like, yeah, it happens to other people. Those sorts of things happen to other people. It's just a marketing ploy. Those people are real. Um, it's just to, just trying to trick me into doing something. Those people are real. Tech Pixies people are real. These stories happen. I've seen it with a cohort that I came through with. Loads of us have done such amazing things since. And if you've got a dream and you're willing to work for it, it'll happen for you. It may take a bit longer. It may be quicker, but it will happen. It'll get there. You've just got to be persistent. Mm, I love that. That's such great advice. Well, thanks again for joining me today. Uh, this was an amazing opportunity to speak to someone who has just had a huge transformation. And, uh, and I so appreciate your time uh, and being here. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure.